0: This episode is brought to you by the Love What You Do Collective, two-day business mastermind. If you are ready to step into 2019 and make sure this year is your best year yet in business, then why not join the mastermind and surround yourself with incredible powerhouse women who are ready to up-level their mindset, their motivation, and their business and life for 2019. Join us for two full days of jam-packed experiences, connections, collaborations, and amazing guest speakers. You can find out all the information via my website at periscopecoaching.com.au slash mastermind. And now let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Next Level Life podcast with Christine Corcoran, where I talk all things mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight, or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner, all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Ready to get started? Let's go. Well, wow, leading into the end of 2018, it has been an incredible year and it's so awesome to be able to say that as well. Like, I think it's something that, for me, you know, I think twenty eighteen was the accumulation of so many things that I put into place from the years before. That it's so amazing to see some key results. And so today's podcast is inviting the beautiful Kirsten Morrison along for for the ride to recheck in, to recalibrate, and talk about our lessons and wins and reflections from twenty eighteen. So welcome to the podcast, Kirsten.
1: Thanks for having me yet again. It's like
0: a, it's going to be our annual tradition, I think. At the- Point. <laughs> and and literally that was my idea was yeah. because we did do our literally a new year's day or new year's eve podcast mm. um last year and it was such a fun collaboration and i i feel like i had so much feedback from it just our be able to generally have that beautiful chit chat and just talk about ways that we reflected but also ways that we prepared ourselves for the new year mm. and i think it's a beautiful way to end the year thinking about how we started it like honestly the journey that we've had over this whole year has been incredible I know and I love exactly what
1: you just said um there about actually being able to say that this was an awesome year like I think you know I've heard a lot of people say that 2018 was a really challenging year for them to so yeah to be actually able to feel like at the end of this year that it was an amazing epic
0: year of growth like i'm super grateful to be able to say that Mm. and i think too it's the intention that we put into it to Mm. be honest like when i when we sat here and talked about this um end of last year and thinking about how we were planning ahead for what was going to come Mm. i don't think i actually envisioned what created what was created (laughs) but (laughs) but there was some really clear intentions about what i wanted to achieve in 2018 Mm. and i went then ahead to create that but I think it's important that when you have those and planning big goals is to really have that intention that it's a yearly goal, and not necessarily something that's going to happen, you know, in twelve days or you know, your New Year's resolutions mm. we always give up on after after a month. But I think it's key that when those big challenging times did come along, it was okay. This is just a hurdle to get to the next step, mm. rather than it flooring us. Yeah, and I think this year was so.
1: Full of twists and turns and unexpected opportunities mm. and yeah exactly like you said like how i started the year i had no idea how it would pan out and it certainly wasn't like where i thought it would go but i was just so in love with the journey this year and just embracing every twist and turn and mm. every corner and opportunity so um i think that was really beautiful to actually just allow the flexibility of the year to unfold how it needed to
0: mm. And I honestly feel like it was a form of preparation for 2019.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I do feel like exactly to echo what you said as well, is that it felt like the culmination of a lot of work that had gone into Mm. the year before that kind of played out particularly I feel like gathering a lot of momentum towards the end of this year and I feel like yeah
0: it it is almost like a setup year for Mm. 2019 and I think it's important to say that because so often people will place judgments on what they see on social media and they'll see people have certain success and then they'll be like oh but they were lucky oh Mm. but that just happened for them because of their followers but honestly the work that I put in last year and the year before that and the study that I put in the year before that and like being able to bring all of that together and see the results that that's created and the consistency, like I think that was one of the biggest lessons that I had this year Mm. was, or I guess the commitment actually I should say, not necessarily the lesson, it was the commitment to consistency which really actually helped me create the results that I've seen so far. Mm. So one of my... um, A new client said to me the other day that she loves the fact that I've had the podcast over a year now and she sees Mm. that that consistency has really created the results. And I'm like, so lovely to have someone see that and see that as a result based on the consistency and showing up every single week. And even when I felt like I had nothing to say or didn't know what the hell was going to come out of my mouth, Mm. it was putting in the preparation for the podcast and reaching out to guests consistently and showing up every single week to get that done. I think it was... Like I said, like that is literally just the culmination of putting all those, those smaller steps into place and consistently showing up.
1: Mm, and it's a lot of hard work that goes into the results that you see online and a lot of it never makes the cut of the highlight reel to be mm. able to see that. And like you said, it's a lot of consistency and not only doing the work on your business, but also on yourself. And a lot of the self work that goes in, nobody ever sees. And that is also a huge part of the commitment and consistency that you make to yourself um, that honors the commitment that you're then able to bring to the world as well. Hmm.
0: Because, you know, there's always going to be times where you feel like crap or that you're hormonal or that you just (laughs) are exhausted and you just think, Oh no one will. know it won't even matter if I don't put a podcast out tomorrow. No one's really listening. Like, is it really mm. going to matter if I? If it's a day late. Yeah. And honestly, that probably happened. Honestly, probably three times this year. I know that seems small, but they were big for me because mm. it was honestly that I was like, it's late Sunday night and I had a massive weekend, and it was just like, really, is it going to matter if I put it out on Tuesday instead of Monday? Mm. But then I would remind myself of the commitment that I made to myself and went, nah, it has to happen. And there was probably one episode that I recorded early, early Monday morning. Mm. <laughs> it's really interesting to look back and go, wow. But now I've learned to batch and learnt to prepare ahead of time. So then I've got a couple of podcasts and a bit of a couple of weeks leeway. So then I'm not pressuring myself into doing a podcast where I really don't feel passionate and don't feel energized by the topic Mm. um, because then I think it really shows
1: yeah and I think you know that's really key to tap into the integrity and being your word to yourself because Mm. if you're not your word to yourself like you don't even have the self-trust for yourself let alone enabling people to trust you as Mm. well and that's huge I think being your word to yourself first and you know I recently did a 30 day live challenge and I had a lot of experiences like that but it was on a daily basis rather than a weekly basis where you know there was one uh, live that I did that was at like 10pm and I'd you know been supporting a workshop all day and I got back to my car and I got in the car and I was like oh so tired and then I was start, went to start the car and I was like, shit, I'm like, I haven't done my live today and I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm just going to have to do it now and you know, to push past that sort of like perfectionist of what that was going to look like, knowing that I had not planned it, had nothing to say and literally had to turn the inside car light on and just kind of tilt my face upwards towards <laughs> the light so you could even see me because I was in a dark car park and to just do the live anyway um, and that sort of level of commitment to yourself to show that you can really... Show up even mm. when you don't feel like it, even when you've got nothing to say, even when the circumstances, both internal and external, are not on your side. And, you know, I was exhausted. I was in my car. You know, there were so many things that were going to go against me mm. and would have been so easy to come up with an excuse in that moment. And you chose, like, the busiest month of your life oh, no. to do that. I don't know what I was thinking, but and then,
0: <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. But it was just like, what the hell? And then even the live that we did, and you were counting that as part of one of your lives, and yeah. then it didn't go like Facebook removed it yeah, and you were like, oh my God, I have to do another live. And you still jumped on and did a bloody epic live. Like it was really impactful. And I was like, shit. In my pajamas
1: with coconut oil all over my face. like (laughs) I was just like, well, here I am. Like unexpected live at like 9.30 at night. But yeah, it was just like honoring that commitment. And, you know, I think that was actually a really powerful learning for me because like you said, I did do it in my busiest month of the year, but it just showed me what was possible when you get bigger than your excuses and, you know, whether you're committed to your reasons or your results and yeah, just sort of proving what was possible when you really Mm -hmm. tap into your why. And for me, it was just really about being in integrity to myself, building that self-trust and also starting to lean into that, which scared me. And I think it was awesome because by the end of the month, I really didn't feel any particular way about a Facebook live. It wasn't as like nerve wracking as it was previously. So, and it also just proved to me that, you know, some of the people that reached out and said, oh, that was an awesome live. I was like, okay. Cause like, you know, I wasn't even like prepared for it or, you know, I thought, oh, you know, that wasn't really impactful, but it also, yeah, it was really poignant for me because I realized that we place so much emphasis on the metrics Of what it looks like and whether it gets likes or views or comments and you know but there was people that would reach out that would say that the live series was really supporting them but I hadn't seen a single like or comment from them on those lives so it just showed me as well that you know so often we're worried about you know what that looks like and whether basing whether it's impactful on the amount of likes and comments and follows that we have or like you know like you said like followers Um, but it really is making a difference sometimes to the people that Mm. aren't Mm. commenting liking and following and just knowing then like tapping into making it not about me and what i looked like and whether i thought it was good and just knowing that whatever came out could have some sort of impact on somebody's day um or could shift something within them and it was coming from more of that place of service and understanding that the message was going to go out there Mm. and sometimes it was not even about the message of any particular live but it was just more like we were talking about before consistency it was sometimes you know a few people i have noticed have jumped on their own facebook live challenge and they said to me it was because they saw me get to day 30 and they hadn't seen any of the lives previously to that but they were just like oh shit, that's awesome and just like noticing that that consistency and what that commitment looks like and that was inspiring them into a commitment of their own Mm. so you know i think when we do show up in the world with consistency and commitment Um, we give permission for other people to do the same so and it creates trust
0: and like and reliability and so much more and honestly I think I was so proud just to even see you do that and I didn't jump on every single live but (laughs) but it was the ones that I did jump on they were impactful they were really thought thought out and thoughtful Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like you were saying it's really not about the metrics at Mm. all because even with the clients that I work with, you know, it's not someone with massive followings that have all the results. Mm. Like I've, you know, I've got a client that's got massive following and is she converting? No, mm. she's not yet. Mm. But it's something that's really interesting because it's like, if, what are you basing your results on? What does mm. success mean to you? And if you're basing that on the amount of followers you have and line of likes and comments that you get. But then you're not getting clients from it and you're not actually bringing in dollars from it. Like, Mm. is it really effective? Mm. Is it really working? It's um, really interesting when you break it right down because, yeah, the world is directed towards followers and fame. Yeah, and
1: And, you know, even just receiving a few messages that let me know that what I had said was impactful, it's like, cool. Even if I didn't, even if this 30 day series did nothing at all or didn't gain any views, you know, the fact that it had two or three people that had reached out specifically to say that that had created an impact it's like you know we always talk about creating the depth of impact not the width of impact and it's like yeah. you know the fact that it had reached those people like perfect that, that then mattered. my job was done you know 30 day live series was awesome then because it had touched you know two or three people that reached out you know that was mm-hmm. enough you know and I think knowing that that message that you're putting out there could reach and impact one person like we have to start being really grateful that we even yeah. have the ability to impact one person like it doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands or millions or whatever it's like you know show I, up I, for I, those yeah, people I, are you able to make a really amazing impact on one person and mm. what does impact mean and look like to you like get clear on what your definition of what you want to achieve and what's important to you mm. and it doesn't have to be maximum scale like maybe mm. that's not your zone of genius you know and I think you know I, you know when we went to Tony Robbins like I was like this is awesome that like this is an intimate crowd for Tony and 6,000 people but I'm like I don't think that would ever be an intimate crowd for me and I don't think that's necessarily where my zone of genius is is it in that maximum scale like to me like intimate groups of like 10 20 women like in a circle like that's where it like, makes me really excited so yeah you know n- if, if being on stage in front of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people is not your jam, like that doesn't mean you can't still make a mm. fucking awesome impact
0: in the world. And that's okay. Yeah. right. Like, And I think I love that with, honestly, when I look back at what we've created with the Love What You Do collective events, like I feel like my mind was blown with what we were able to create every single month mm. um, and showing up even when we felt like, even in the preparation and we're both like, I don't know, have anything to say about this topic. And I was like, hang on, we pitched the topic. I know. <laughs> it was so interesting. But the showing up every single month and, and grounding in the space and knowing that whoever showed up tonight need, needed what we were going to be talking about mm. and needed to be able to have that connection and collaboration and that impact in the room. And I don't think they would have been as successful if we didn't do that and if we judged mm. it by the amount of tickets we sold every single month.
1: Totally. And I think um, just having the ability to you know we're our own worst critics and you know sometimes we would finish the event and I'd be like oh man like i don't think i said anything and like i like stuffed up that part or like you know we'd like sometimes like go into what maybe didn't work but then having people that would then at the end be like oh my god i really loved what you said that totally resonated and it's like cool because that's not something that you know i even like really realized would resonate but yeah. it's that's that thing again it's not about you and like knowing that and trusting that something that you say and share if it comes from a place of your truth and from the heart and you know from source through you that it's there for a reason and that somebody is going to receive that message that needs it and you know it'll I just be the way that you have said it that'll yeah, make it land lands, yeah mm. so it was such a beautiful experience to just and for me as you know like I'm not really a preparer when it comes to <laughs> being in front of people and I would just sort of get up and wing it and trust and just to be in that space of pure trust and just know that whatever came out of my mouth was going to be you know for Mm. a reason and just coming from the heart and just trusting myself more this year was Mm. you know super powerful
0: whereas i felt i was the opposite that i I would need to over over prepare Mm. and then which worked well for me like that's just my personality but it was interesting leaning into the last event for the year where we had three guest speakers i didn't prepare i prepared the questions that i would be asking them but then actually really didn't consider what my answers would be for those questions and it was interesting because on the night, like you were saying, like we are so harsh we're such our own harsh critics that was I would literally hear two or three of the other speakers answer a question and in my mind was going, oh, God, I can't top that. Like, mm. what am I going to say? Oh, my God, like, seriously, maybe just Kirsten, just skip me altogether. <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting that I was like, no, lean in. Like, what exactly would I like to share? What is my truth? Because even though it's not going to be as dramatic or life-changing as what someone else might have shared mm. it still might land for someone that's important for them to hear right now yeah and i think it was i felt comfortable just doing that and not being prepared mm. so it's interesting to be able to lean into both and sort of starting to feel but other thing i really wanted to say about the lessons that i feel like i've learned from the love what you do collective is not only the trust and you know the preparation but just knowing that The other big lesson, I think, was being able to stand on my own and do Mm. the events solo with um, the times that you wanted to step away and do some other things. It was really interesting for me to have that realization that I didn't need to have anybody else there with me. I Mm. could totally do that on my own. And I think that was one of my biggest lessons from the year, that I was noticed that I was creating um tribe but the purpose of that is having to be able to surround yourself with awesome people to be able to support support yourself in what your journey is with beautiful energies around you which i think is really really important but then also to wasn't um as prepared when you kind of decided that that was something you wanted to step away from i was like Whoo, can i do this on my own so it was a really Mm. interesting way to lean into that and go well hang on a minute I've done pretty much everything else on my own. <laughs> what made me think I couldn't run events mm. on my own? But it was interesting how that brought up a lot of lessons as well. Mm. What was one of the biggest challenges you had for the year?
1: Hmm. I don't know if I would necessarily call it a challenge, but I would probably say that a common theme that showed up for me in the way of lessons was really around um, self-trust and the ability to trust what was being asked of me in the moment even if it didn't make sense like you know you were just talking about me needing to step away um, from love what you do for those well worked out to be a month but it was going to be two months but um, you know the need to really go inwards and I took a month of social media and you know to really honor the space for me because I'm up until now I've been so used to filling every nook and cranny with something and being on the go all the time and measuring my success by how much I can cram into a month and my productivity and how much shit I got done and you know being in that real hustle and drive and to actually trust myself and know that I needed space to figure out what the next evolution was being asked of me and you know we're talking about that 30-day live challenge and even I guess you know how I would show up to love what you do events is like what does my soul want to share what is my soul asking of me in this moment and to actually lean into saying yes to that rather than being like oh no that's a bit silly like I can't step away from the events I'm going to have FOMO like that doesn't make any sense um you know how do I how do I step off your social media for a month I'm going to lose followers I'm going to lose people I'm going to lose trust you know all of these things that is like very logical um reasons to keep going and keep hustling Mm. and just Overriding that and knowing when I needed to stop and when I needed to rest, and also just when I needed to pivot. You know, there was like quite a few moments in the year where I just, like I said, it was twists and turns because it was like a real sharp pivot, like, oh, okay, no, actually, that's not working for me anymore. Pivot over this way. Oh, no, okay, actually, I don't really like that. Pivot back this way. Like, and just trusting where that was leading. And um, a few times, I guess, that I didn't really trust myself, like when I did step into what made sense all the things that I had become so used to every single time I was like, yep, no shit. I should have trusted that initially, you know, and it was just like a really powerful year and just really trust. And you know, when I was driving to work the other day, I had this download drop in and it was like, what if the whole point was just to see how much you could really trust in the universe and trust Mm. that you are being guided and trust that there is something bigger than yourself. And you know it's almost like he or she who trusts most wins you know and it was just like what if that was the whole game was just to see how much you could really leap without a parachute and just Mm. trust that you'd be guided all the way down you know um or all the way up you know I think it was just for me that was a big 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 theme of this year and I think that that will definitely continue to evolve in 2019.
0: Absolutely I think I also feel like this year was definitely a lesson in trust and surrender. And for so long, I was like, I hate that word surrender. Like it's so lame. And it's like, Oh, I'm surrendering. Like, no, that's, cro- that's a crock. But it's interesting how I feel like I've done a lot. I did a lot of work this year on money mindset mm. and looking at abundance and looking at ways that I, I was receiving and ways I was, ways I was giving and really looked at ways of, developing the abundance mindset and developing the trust in abundance and that i think was one of my biggest lessons and especially around money is mm. being in your own business that is definitely a lesson that you that we learn whether it be a hard lesson or whether it be <laughs> um, something that you have to lean into and do more work around consistently it was that it was it's the consistent work and i'm still in it like absolutely but it was really trusting in and was interesting because i did a live with um lee chadel from the mindful wealth movement recently and we were talking about different abundance levels and recognizing where your thoughts come from a place of scarcity Mm. and one of the key things that really resonated with me was a scarcity mindset is the belief in that there will be no more so, you know, thinking about, well, where's my next client going to come from? Where's my next paycheck going to come from? Where is, um, you know, whatever it is that you want in your life. If you're, if you're thinking that, a lot, that one is your last one and that's literally thinking, where am I, where's my next client going to come from? It's actually thinking that will be your last. Mm. So it was really, really interesting for me to really lean into that and go, well, if I opened my, expanded my mindset around that and went, okay, so where would my next, because it's like kind of a business concept too, because you're kind of like, well, I need to be, attracting more clients into my business so it's like I started to think a little bit more expansive and started looking into okay so where would my next 5 to 10 clients come from Mm. and what could I be doing differently to attract those types of clients that are clients that I really want to work with and it was then leaning into the flip of that and going okay so how can I have an abundance mindset for what I already have Mm. and trust that money will always follow
1: Mm.
0: and it was also looking back at times where things were a little bit tight and going well I never actually ran out of money Mm. at what point did you ever think that money would run out like we constantly go through our days thinking money is going to run out Mm. and it's like well if you think back to your life did money ever run out Mm. and you know that was something
1: actually I was going to tell you like when we saw each other right it just popped into my mind because you just mentioned it but the other day when I was talking to you about money as well and you said to me it sounds like money has always been there for you when you really needed it. And I was like, holy shit. Like that was like a fucking game changer for me because I was like, yeah, like, yeah, sometimes like the money hasn't gone exactly where I wanted it to go. But like without fail, every single time in my life when I have needed money, like almost that exact amount of money has shown up for me. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, like even, you know, you know, I've mentioned this before, but even throughout my parents' like business falling apart when we were younger like you know that was like a very scary time and like you said there was like times when it like was really 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 tight Mm. um but we would always somehow make it work Mm. so it was just like a really eye-opening like that huge perspective shift for me it was just like yeah like money has got my back like we mm. are a team I was just like but we're talking about her like a bitch I know like, <laughs>
0: yeah like I, we don't want her around I like know. they're so mean to the way I, I, I like to think of it like she's my friend mm. and if I am talking about her in not a nice way and every time that I interact with money in a place of where whether I'm spending it or whether I'm receiving it if I'm not grateful for it and if I'm not if I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay this bill because, oh my God, that's just throwing money away. Mm. Like that honestly is is such a, a negative space. And I think about it like if, if, if I spoke about a friend like that, she would not want to hang around me. Mm. So that was one way of like... Of ways that I tried to shift my money mindset this year is looking at how I can think about it and talk about it because it has to be in complete alignment, and that is your mind, so your thoughts that are going on, your energy around it, but then also in your emotions around it, but also your actions hmm. so if you 're you know showing up and spending money frivolously or and then also looking back at those tighter times that so it 's like what lessons did we learn from money then? Mm. That how far we can stretch mm. and how far we can appreciate what we actually have. Mm. Like sometimes those are the best times where you just get back to what's important mm. and you stop spending money on stupid shit that you just like used to buffer or you used to just mm. make yourself feel good. Yeah. Like, and to sort of tie the abundance and
1: surrender, <laughs> your trigger word, <laughs> surrender lessons together. I think for me, part of the trust Aspect of the theme that's been this year has also been in practicing non attachment, um, which has sort of been a place of surrender, um, like a practical place of surrender almost, because a lot of the times like particularly even like you know like I just said like oh it's not where I I thought my money would go not where I wanted it to go it was like those times of control and trying to be in control of everything and like you know even stepping away from the events like everything it was like no I need this to look a certain way and like this is how it was supposed to be and this is where I was supposed to be going and this was my vision and that's what I set down as my goal and being able to actually disassociate a little bit from the outcome and like Not be so attached to what it looked like, what it
0: had to look like, and what it had to look
1: like, and actually just releasing it out there and being okay with however the chips fell, you know. And I think you know, even um, on a client call the other day, you know, I just went into it with a completely different space, and I was just instead of like worrying about the results you get or what she'd say or like how it would work or all of these sort of things, I just like went into it with a pure place of like non-attachment and just knowing. Like that, whatever came through and whatever occurred was perfect. Mm. And like, just coming from that place of not being so fixated on what it should look like Mm. and how it should go, and being in control the whole way, and being in that space of trust and surrender and, and non attachment. You know, even in my relationship, I think, you know this year for me that probably has been like another huge you know personal stretch for me because you know I moved in with my partner at the start of the year and like we joked that it was almost like a collision because we were both like such like, strong independent people and sort of like then sort of starting to like meld a little bit to you know that sort of like space of harmony and equilibrium and compromise and a part mm. of that has also been in non-attachment like not having expectations mm. on him as a person or how it should be or how it should look or things from the past and all those sort of things and just um you know i actually realized yesterday that two of the clarity cards i pulled at love what you do was trade your expectations for appreciations and i think like that is definitely <laughs> obviously was a very needed card since i pulled it twice um but yeah that's kind of been another thing for me this year is just like pulling back from the expectations and attachments yeah. and flipping it into a space of gratitude instead
0: yeah it's interesting because it's like you'll get these little nudges and mm-hmm. if you stop listening to the nudges, they get bigger. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I, like, just as you were saying that, what what came to mind was actually a time when, again, releasing what I expected and the control and also the... Um, Needing it to be a certain way, the way that I had envisioned it, was one of the spaces around the Love What You Do collective events where you had said, "Why don't we try doing a circle?" <laughs> it was like I'd like tried to, you know, like off you or
1: something. You were just like, "What? Like, it was what just do like, you mean?" Yeah. It's just like, "No, no, no, no." Oh, yeah, I don't know it was about not that. all for it we at not all about both I, like,
0: no, I had and I was like what if we sit down with everyone it's like no but it it was also too that it was like thrown at me at last minute and I was like hang on a minute and I'd always talked about myself being very adaptable but in that moment I was not adaptable at all and it wasn't until and it was interesting because we didn't do it that night Hmm. but at the end of that event one of the guests said to me I asked for feedback of what she thought the event was like what would you like us to do differently and she was like why don't you do a circle so everyone can see each other and actually like see when someone's talking and mm. share a little bit more. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm getting the nudges. I need to, I need to walk with it. And then, yeah. then you're like, we did that next month. And then you're like, but I'm going to sit down with everyone and I was like, oh my God, what are you doing to me? <laughs> and I'm not going to wear shoes. I just get like throwing curveballs at you. <laughs> but it was good to lean into that and go and trust because that was the whole purpose of having a collaboration was having a different mind come in and put different tips and tricks into it and to, you know, share and grow from that as mm. well. Because I guess I've, I'm such an indep- independent person that it was leaning into relationships and leaning into um being able to have partnerships where they can work and flourish and knowing my strengths and sort of having someone else that would come in with my, with the weaknesses that I don't have. So it's Mm. really interesting lessons from there. Absolutely. Mm. What were two key things that you did to grow yourself this year?
1: I think staying as always, and I think this is something that just really followed on um, from 2017 as well, was just really continuing commitment. To commit to investing in myself I think any time that I've invested in growth opportunities for myself have been always where the biggest unravelings have come from and I think one particular um, investment this year was my breathwork level one qualifications um, which I had really just gone there expecting to receive The knowledge on how to actually facilitate but I wasn't expecting by far hands down the biggest personal transformations I've had so far on my journey and I think again that just comes down to those you know expectations and trust and surrender because you know that was such a key huge moment for the year in investing in the ability to be able to support others but it actually was ended up being a huge investment in myself as well and I would say um, just saying yes to opportunities that presented themselves that really felt um, aligned. Another huge um, growth opportunity was um, in November as well was supporting The bridge experience with alexi and preston and you know we were just talking before we jumped on this podcast is that i mentioned how i'd done the workshop and that was really key for me last year Um, and to be able to be on the other side of the fence this year and actually step into supporting people through their own journey in that workshop was yeah like there was a moment like where i was literally like crying tears of gratitude because it was just such a huge full circle moment for me. And um, yeah, I think any time that I've sort of put myself in a position to be able to support others, I've also gained an incredible
0: mm. amount of growth for myself. That happens so consistently. I feel like as even as your coach, right? Like mm. you feel like you say something to a client that you're like, Oh, yeah. that was for me.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, totally. And it's like almost like a refresher course. Like every call that you have with people, it's like you constantly are getting, the learnings as you're going as well, and sometimes mm. people will just say something that will trigger an insight for you. And you know, um, you know, even at the bridge, like you know, one of the participants was like, you know, thank you so much. Like we've learned so much from you guys across the weekend. And I was like, yeah, and we've also learned a lot from from you all as mm. well. Like it was reciprocal learning, and I think um, that was one thing that um, actually that was one of the things that I got as positive feedback. Um, for that weekend, um, from the coaches, the the coaches that were there as well. But, um, and I think that's something that I really realized is going to be integral to my journey. And we're talking about, you know, the question was, I guess, how did you grow? And I think part of that is keeping a beginner's mindset Mm. and being humble enough to know that you don't know anything and never putting yourself on a pedestal. And I think, you know, for me being in that situation, like it was just like the whole, like I did it three weekends in a row and every single weekend, I just went in there with a fresh blank slate. It's like, what can I learn? You know how can I grow? Um, and and learning from literally every single person in the room, mm. um, you know, not just the people at the front or not just the people in the chairs next to me. Like you know, actually staying open and being a humble student of life. You know, and I think that was probably the um, biggest growth opportunity that. I got this year was just continually staying open and continually staying in that beginner's mindset you know even if it was an exercise that I've done before um, it's like well how, you know what how can I go even deeper this time you know like uh, when we were at breath like one of the activities was eye gazing but it was done in a completely different way to what I'd ever done it before and it like gave me some really profound shifts even in that exercise and, but if I had gone into it thinking, oh, I've done eye gazing before, like, you know, I wouldn't have got that from it. And mm. so I think just completely staying open um, and knowing that there will always be something to learn. Absolutely has been key.
0: You can never learn less. No. One of the key things I think that um, or two actually, one of the one of them was recognising comfort zones and trying to push myself out of them. Mm. And that was trying to really look at where am I feeling that because it, you know I think a bigger thing for me is definitely being in control and need to be in control and I think that was a real big lesson to notice where I'm starting to get comfortable I'm in complete control here and it's mm. like hang on a minute that's not cool like <laughs> And noticing when I was in a comfort zone and trying to push myself outside of that or noticing I needed to change something to push my growth out a little bit further. And one of them was definitely showing up more online. Mm. I think I really lent into that this year. Um, and for only great results, like it's been phenomenal. And it was something that was really interesting. It was just like you were saying before that you don't realize the impact you're making until you get a message or a comment and people are like really supportive. Like Mm. honestly, Before it was like, oh, but if you do this and you show up online, people are gonna troll you, and people are gonna, there's gonna be negative comments. You're gonna have haters, and it's like, yeah, but then there's freaking awesome people that support you, and they completely outweigh anything else, Mm. which is awesome. And it was really interesting. Like there was probably one time, one of the Love What You Do collective events at the end of the year, not not the last one. I think it was November that I was like, oh, I'm getting too comfortable. Like this is actually, I'm not getting as nervous leading up to the events and that's mm. when I was like, okay, something's got to change. We need to set this up. And that was when we sat in the car for two and a half hours afterwards, debriefing on how we're gonna make it even epic more epic. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think the other one was really leaning into truly stepping into alignment. And in a practical way, it wasn't about like woo-woo nonsense. It was actually truly looking at where am I completely out of alignment with what I want and what my goals are because there were certain things where it's like, okay, if this is my goal, why am I not showing up for it? Mm. Where am I not committing? Where am I saying this is what I want, but I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. or I'm actually not having any um, positive thoughts towards like, you know, the mindset wasn't there for that specific mm. specific goal. It was really interesting to really lean into um, tapping into what feels good and leaning into motivating myself from that place rather than doing what I think I should be doing
1: Mm.
0: and yeah alignment I think was another really key lesson throughout this year was really putting all the ducks in a row and just making things happen from that place of Mm. this feels good I'm going to do that Mm. right, and I think it was really key because I think what some of my best challenges and my best um, things that I've put out to the world have come from that place of oh I wonder what that might be like Mm. and just going in and you know jumping into that because it felt really in alignment
1: yeah and that's such a good lesson to have in mind for the start of the year because I think you know for so many years I would be like this is going to be my year and then I would do absolutely fucking nothing differently and you know I think like that's when I actually started to get results and see changes it was because I did things that i hadn't done before like yeah. if you were doing the same things over and over and over again and expecting different results that is insanity mm. and i think you know for me i would every single year i'd be like okay great i would get like a fresh journal and i would write like an impossibly long list of all the things i was going to do all of which were actually completely unattainable because they were like things like save probably what would have been over half my yearly income at the time like that's obviously impossible like i was just making all these wild claims and had no plan in place of how i was actually going to do them but not only that i was not also the type of person that could hold the things that i was writing down i wasn't the container for Mm. anything that i was writing down because i hadn't created the change within myself to actually be the type of person that could go and get those fucking goals to start with so For me, like, the biggest game changer in actually creating the year that I wanted was to start with me and to actually start to work on myself to become confident and actually shift some of the beliefs that were holding me back from actually achieving the things that I wanted to do, actually creating realistic, timely, and smart goals that were actually setting myself up for success rather than failure. Mm. Um, Because those impossibly long lists were also a self-sabotaging technique. Because it was like... I was never actually going to get through them Also, just and proof again that I couldn't do it. And then I wasn't good enough and all these sort of things that so actually feeding that belief that I had about myself. So when I got to the end of the year, I felt like shit yet again, mm. um, and actually taking the action, like, you know, you don't get confidence one day and wake up and you're going to, you know, suddenly believe in yourself and all these sort of things. Like the belief that I have in myself now has come from actually taking the actions that scared me outside of my comfort zone Mm. like every time that i've stepped outside of my comfort zone and proven to myself that i could and built evidence to the contrary of all this shit that i've bought my whole life Mm. i was just like oh great i actually can do that and it wasn't as scary as I thought. Yeah. And I can keep going. And, you know, that has been like what has kept the momentum going for the last two years. It have actually like left me, like we said at the start of this call, going, fuck, that was a good year. Yeah. Rather than, oh God, yet again, didn't do it. But that's okay because it's January 1st soon I get a fresh <laughs> start again. You know, like it just doesn't yeah. work like that. Like you have to be unreasonable. And just be okay with not feeling ready. Yeah, like, you're never going to be fucking ready. You like, never. We didn't wake go up into be love. What
0: you do, collective events, being ready. No. Like, do you remember back to when we, when I said to you, let's book in a date, and you like wouldn't let me book in a date. No,
1: because I, I didn't like, want to speak in front of everybody. But like, so then I booked the venue, and yeah. I was like, this is the date, <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, because I would have just procrastinated. I, we still wouldn't have done one if it had been up to me at that point, you know. But it's just like once we did the first event then the second event then the third event it was like like you said it just started to get comfortable because i was like oh i can totally speak in front of people now you know and even like i you know posted i think when i was talking about the love what you do event like in march last year when i had to stand up and introduce myself at the bridge i couldn't even stand up without breaking into a heat rash and crying like i literally couldn't get any words out without crying Mm. so but standing up in front of people continually and continually and continually like has been what has actually enabled me to keep leaning into that edge and getting comfortable speaking in front of people i'm not going to get comfortable speaking in front of people sitting on the sidelines not speaking in front of people
0: like exactly you know i
1: think we like so often facebook lives not going to get comfortable not doing them no like like you can't research how to do a facebook live and suddenly you're going to be ready one day like you're going to get like i actually popped up in my memories and i shared it i was like oh, should I share that? Because it's so bad. Like, my first Facebook Live. And then I was like, no, fuck it. I am actually going to share it because I have come a long way in that year and it's, like, good to remember, like, where you started. Yeah. Like, I had to wear a bloody turtleneck on the live because I was, like, pacing around my house and, like, sweating balls. Like, and I like, had a red rash all over me because I was so
0: nervous. Like, I so remember you talking about that. Like, I think yeah. you had been messaging me through that through, throughout Whole that day. day. <laughs> like,
1: it was, like, literally seven hours from the time I declared that I would do it until then I was actually physically pacing around my house because I was so terrified to jump on the live so you know I think just celebrate how far you've come as well and be willing to like look at where you have Mm. been and be like okay shit I might not be where I want to be but like look
0: how far I've actually come and looking back in a way that is actually accurate because often what we do like I literally had a check-in with a client last week where we were reflecting on what she'd achieved in the last three months And she sat down and she was quite hard on herself and was like, oh, look, I haven't really been focusing on my business as much as I would have liked to. Mm. And so I don't really feel like I've really achieved much. But then when we broke it down and looked at every single month, she had smashed every single goal that she'd set out at the beginning. Mm. And it was like, how often are we doing that to ourselves?
1: Yeah. And in that post, when I shared that live, I actually like said, like some of the key things that I'd achieved. And it was like 10 p.m. So I just rattled off a few things that I could remember. And I was like, Fuck, even if that's all I can remember it this late at night I'm like that is heaps of things that yeah. I've done this year like yeah. way more than I would have even like probably taken the time to consider and I think mm. you know actually going back and like gold mining your successes of the year is yeah. so important because it's often a lot more than we see and like you know I'd actually posted the post and then afterwards and I was like oh shit and I also did this and I had to go back because it was like jogged my memory of some things that mm. I had actually done as well mm.
0: and like I think it's so quickly, easy to judge and just go, yeah. oh, no, I didn't really do much this year. Yeah. But then, yeah, when you do break it down, there's probably a lot that you actually achieved. Mm. And also I think there's so many lessons that you can take from reflecting. Mm. Like when you do reflect and go, okay, really, when I look back at it, how much time did I spend on my goals? Mm. How much, like what was my commitment to my goals? Was there was there areas where I was like really not committed and what's the lesson there? Or how can I do it differently next year to get better results or different results? Mm, yeah. Okay. Really key. Totally. So I would love to know what you're leaning into for 2019 or mm. what you're excited about for 2019. So I think I shared at our last event that
1: the key thing for me to lean into next year is... Well, twofold, but it's sort of the same thing. Um, to lean into really standing on my own two feet. And um, even though I've done like a lot of amazing things this year, a lot of them have been linked to collaborations. And I think, um, as beautiful as that is, and I would love to obviously continue to collaborate with people, I think I've also, I know that the intention behind that is also to hide a little bit and like not be almost like brave enough or courageous enough to stand out on my own and and do something for myself Mm. Um, so I think uh, 2019 for me is you know obviously continuing those beautiful collaborations but also um, yeah having the courage to step out on my own and also um continuing to follow that question is like what is my soul asking of me and what i shared at the event was um for me part of that is looking at where i have been unwilling to go within myself Mm. um what i've been unwilling to step into what i've been hiding what i've been avoiding and leaning into that space and really just upping the ante like quite a lot next year so Mm. i've been very called to hibernate almost this month because i think i can tell that i'm going to need my energy stores at an all-time high to step into that next year because yeah sometimes like to step into the places that
0: you've been unwilling to go is going to be quite the stretch so oh i second all of that yeah like that's literally just mirroring where i feel i'm at that Mm reflection has been really key but it's now time to take things next level mm. and lean in and take the lessons and the universal nudges and then you like holy crap I'm putting that out to the universe by saying it out loud and now <laughs> oh my god um so <laughs> what would you say you'd like to congratulate yourself for for 2018?
1: Mm. I think just um being willing to Really, actually, shed and release some old programming and conditioning that really didn't serve me anymore, and I think a lot of that was released in um, at breathwork, and that was definitely a time to really notice those patterns and to notice um, how some of those words and patterns and things would come out. On autopilot, and mm. it was like I don't even believe them anymore. But there's still a part of me trying to convince myself that I do. Mm. And I think actually facing off of the ego coming in, yeah. And I think actually facing off with that and being like, you know what? Actually, no. I'm mm. really drawing a line in the sand now, and becoming really conscious um, to not entertain those stories anymore, and just becoming really hyper aware of where it's almost coming out of my mouth verbatim or coming into a thought Mm. verbatim even when my body doesn't even buy it but it's just like in conversation with others or in conversation with myself like where that programming is still trying to take hold and it's like that's not useful it's not serving me and yeah like I said almost like practicing that non-attachment to release that story once and for all and kind of like leave it in 2018 and um step into 2019 as a much more um, grounded powerful embodied Mm. leader
0: it's honestly been such a pleasure to watch your journey from the beginning of the year like Mm. I feel like sitting here with you you're so much more grounded and Mm. just completely different like I can like. (laughs) Literally, like, some of the things that happen throughout the year and just see you really step in and just to see you really lean into – what I could already see within you that I was like, I don't understand where all these these doubts and these anxieties coming from because you got this. Like, mm. you've got to be fine. Yeah. And you're blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, no, you're fine. And then you'd be like, oh, I was fine. Mm, <laughs> it was really fascinating to watch, which and was I, awesome. And I think,
1: like, um, and thank you so much for that acknowledgement. I think, you know, just talking about that live that I did when I shared it, like, even just looking at, this sounds so strange, but even just looking at the way that my face was moving in that life like there was so much like doubt and like quivering lip and like just so much uncertainty in what I was delivering I just really didn't back myself still then even though I'd been on this like big journey up until then and I thought that that was like you know a really huge moment for me at the time but then like you said to really like shift into like a much more grounded space where there's a lot less fear behind me like I think like I was, like, literally looking at the live being, like, I don't even look like myself. Like, there was something so different about my face and my energy. Um, And, yeah, I think just, like, yeah, just, like, it is so fascinating to, like, look back and kind of see that and just know that so much, like, has been shifted and released this year to be able to be in a much more Mm. grounded And to even be
0: able to take that opportunity to congratulate yourself like I don't even Mm. think that would have been a thing you would have done last year no like it would have been a deflection totally absolutely like there was no
1: celebration in myself whatsoever and I think um you know I was mentioning to a client the other day like there was a moment I think it was this year like when I was driving and like uh you know a sort of negative thought popped in my head and I you know said to her it was almost like someone had said that to my best friend it was like oh you can't say that about yourself like you know and it was like that was like the moment that I was like oh shit actually all this work that I've done on myself has finally paid off because you know that sort of like negative thought that popped in I couldn't even believe it and I like it was immediately like no Mm. not doing that um, whereas before, like I would have definitely bought into that and fed into that story. So I think, mm. um, yeah, like a lot has shifted around the way that I see myself, I think, for mm, sure.
0: Absolutely. Mm. I think like, I honestly feel like that's my mission for the next six months is to make people congratulate themselves and be open to feeling pride mm. and putting it out there to the world. And not in a way that it's um, selfish or not in a way that it's pompous, but it's actually mm. like own it like yeah. own your power own who you are and what you've achieved and the hard freaking work you've put in to achieve what you wanted to achieve and mm. congratulate yourself and freaking celebrate it because so often we see women make themselves small mm. and stand back and go oh no no it wasn't it was nothing I was lucky no you actually freaking worked your ass off and got there for a reason yeah. like it's one of the things I it really frustrates me like annoys the crap out of me so i actually force people to do it like, mm. but i feel like it's one of one of my things that i just really want to lean into yeah. and you know just as a side note
1: i actually want to um in 2019 create a celebration jar and like have a jar in my house where i just write down like any big moment or anything that i can really celebrate mm. and put it little like little piece of paper like put them all in the jar and then at the end of next year like pull it out and actually have that moment where you can go through and celebrate like all the little wins you've had along the way because i think you know obviously like i said i shared that post and they were the big wins but i'm sure there's so many micro things yeah. that we forget that we don't post yeah, right? yeah and Like absolutely. i think like i would love to
0: lean into like more self-celebration next year like to just motivate you to keep yeah. going because honestly when i was reflecting on the weekend thinking about like leaning into preparing for the 2019 I really wanted to reflect on 2018 it was like I literally had to scroll back through Facebook and Instagram to see (laughs) what what have I done like and I was like oh yeah I forgot about that workshop that I did no I forgot about that webinar and I forgot about this and all these different interesting things that I was like I completely forgotten about but it's interesting how my mind works and it's like oh that's done now and it kind of just you know deletes it Mm. whereas my, I think my work leaning into 2019 will be looking at how can I better myself in that situation. Like not it's not just a tick off the list and it's done. It's like, okay, that was good. What's How can I improve that? Mm. And how can I do it better? Because um, I had such a long list of things I wanted to achieve this year and I feel like I've ticked off quite a lot, like a lot of them, but in a way that it was like, Done, mm. Not amazing, not absolutely successful in my eyes. And I know the metrics is not as, as important, but it was more of a like confidence thing of just get it done mm. sort of thing, yeah. which is not a bad thing. If you read like it sometimes if you're sitting in a place of fear and you're sitting in a place of self-doubt, that just getting it done actually proves to you that you can do it. Mm. But it's just now looking at to how to um, come from a place of excellence rather than a just place of done. Yeah. So, Perfect. How would you say, um, or how are you going to be planning for 2019? What's your process? Well,
1: last year it was really interesting because I really started my year in December and I was involved in a three-month online program called Integrate and um, we started our goals and, you know, we were in full-blown hustle mode in December last year. And um, I think because I had such a big November, um this year this, yeah this year Um, I just do not have the energy to do that this year and you know I think you know where I you know in my head I had thought I would do the same thing again and really get kick started on everything and go into you know do mode and you know call in you know call in some new clients and maybe run a challenge and do all these things that I was doing last year Um, I just didn't have the energy for and I was like you know what like I'm just going to honour what's here and, you know that's self-trust so you know, right now I just feel really called not to be online and I just feel like I want to be outside a lot and I've been literally having a bath almost every single night in magnesium salts and, you know, just doing a lot of self-care and, you know, um, doing card readings and doing all this sort of like really like internal reflection and, you know, really figuring out, you know, what the next evolution of, you know, it's going to look like for me next year. So I think this month is definitely just about being inwards going offline and doing a lot of um you know like i said gold mining like what worked this year what do i want next year to be about and just sort of like more journaling and brainstorming i think a little bit Mm. around what i want the year to look like and kind of tying up some loose ends from this year and just sort of like really leaving everything in, in in this part and then setting myself like intention for next year um and probably over you know the christmas break i'll probably do like what i had done last year but instead of starting in december started in january which was a um well doing the visioning process for the year but bringing it back into three month chunks um and what that looked like was having an overarching goal for the three months or an intention for that three months and then breaking it down into um the one thing for each month so the one thing if you did that it would make everything else um, easier on un- unnecessary and then breaking it down into micro goals to be able to get you to that one thing goal mm. um, so one thing that you would do every week that would make everything easier and un- unnecessary and it's based on this book um, by Gary Keller called The One Thing um, which is amazing and it's just really about focusing like in and making those sort of like big goals and looking at what you have to stack underneath it to actually achieve that. So, um that's probably like a more practical side of how I'll set um next year up. But mm. yeah, I think just honouring the fact that right now I feel like I need to go inwards to figure out what that mm. even looks like.
0: Mm, absolutely. I totally feel really called to be in nature at the moment and it's something that I haven't had a real opportunity to really sit outside because the weather's been terrible. But other than that, I just really haven't had an opportunity to really immerse myself into nature. So that's my plan for the break is to actually go and do bushwalks and go Mm. into beach and just really try and get back into nature a bit. Um, But it's interesting because actually normally I would have thought I would have been in reflective mode already, but it was really like interesting how it only just sort of happened on the weekend and I didn't try to push it. Mm. Um, I was thinking about it. But wasn't like it was like a block in my mind that was like, I'm just not ready. Mm. Like I was not ready yet, which is, was, was really interesting. But I only just partly reflected. So I still feel like there's a lot of reflection that still needs to happen, which I possibly will happen on a plane when I'm flying this week. But um, the next stage will actually be I've set up a strategy planning day. Uh, for next week with a bunch of friends who are in business as well Mm. and we've got a plan to really map out the first six months of the year so the focus will just be on the first six months rather than the whole year because I think it's much easier to really work out and create strategy around it when it's a smaller chunk of time Um, and just to really look at what a wildly successful year would look like for Mm. us which is going to be lots of fun I'm really excited about creating that little mini mastermind and uh, because there's going to be lots happening for, for the next year like there's already so much on the calendar already. We've got the two-day business mastermind happening in February, and, which is almost, almost half sold out, which I'm pretty freaking pumped about. Um, but then we'll also have a couple of Love What You Do a bit, a collective events and I've got a lot of travel planned for next year as well, which is really exciting because I really didn't lean into much travel at all this year, mm. um, which is just my soul needing travel because I it's in my blood I mm. really need that travel yeah. but just planning out the strategy and the purpose of the strategy session is actually um, to go to a place of what setting actually an impossible goal so it's really interesting because like you were talking about before how um, and this has actually come from my coach that I work with in the states because she talks about setting impossible goals and then l- letting the awareness around who you're not being and what you're not doing because you're not setting big enough goals. Mm. And so we were just saying before how, you know, sometimes you can set yourself up to fail by setting up these goals that are unrealistic. But the way that she looks at them, which I find absolutely fascinating, is that she sets massive impossible goals mm. with the purpose to fail. Mm. Right? It's completely just spitting it on its head and going, well, what are 25 action steps that you can take, like actionable <laughs> failing steps Mm. is the way that she puts it. So set an impossible goal and then think about what you would need to do to achieve that and then set up 12 things that you're going... 25, sorry, 25 things per month, right, per month. I'm like, holy hell, um, that you're going to do per month that you're willing to fail mm. doing. Because if you think about it, like her impossible goal as a coach in the States is to make $100 million as a coach in the next 10 years. Yeah, And there isn't a coach on the planet that has made 100 million dollars like even with tony robbins his majority of his wealth has actually come from multiple other companies it's not actually being a coach Mm. and it's really interesting because it's like well because i know it's impossible this is how she talks because i know it's impossible and i'm gonna fail what else could i possibly get from that like if i actually strive towards that And it's like, you know, aim for the moon and land on the stars. Exactly. Right? And I think also, like, you know, we place so much emphasis on the
1: destination, but don't ever really place the same level of importance on the journey because Mm. it's less about where you get to because the thing is is that the destination's an illusion anyway because we always move the goalposts out on ourselves once we get there it's like cool did that check where's my next marker you know and we're constantly moving it further out so we never actually really feel like we get there but you know it's more about the person that you become in the pursuit of that goal Mm. and i think you know like you know setting yourself an impossible goal like imagine the type of person that you're going to become chasing that impossible goal Mm. like you win anyway like there is no (laughs) fail because you're going to like double your dopeness just by like following (laughs) that goal like you know I think that's really important to remember that um you know what can you learn in the pursuit of where you want to go and like not you know less on the attachment to the goal itself and more on like who am I becoming in this journey
0: absolutely Hmm. that is literally I think our motto for 2019 hey yeah who are we going to become yeah beautiful amazing thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it it's been so fun just reflecting and just checking back in and thinking about what's going to come for the for next year
1: i know i can't wait to check back in at the end of next year as well (laughs) i know for our (laughs) annual podcast it's gonna be so good though it'll be like you know having our own like reality show it's like a mile marker like every year we'll be able to like a time capsule (laughs) literally yeah and then when we're like super old we can reflect back and
0: like giggle at our 30-ish year old selves I know right and that's what like literally I'm sorry to keep going but this my coach was talking about she's like imagine like the things that I think about now thinking about my impossible goal the stresses that I have the anxiety I have around it and the whole thoughts and the nonsense that I allow to stop me my excuses she's like imagine when I'm making a hundred million dollars and I look back at me now and think, oh, you're so silly. Yeah, thinking about so them? Cute. Like, you're so cute. <laughs> oh, you were so worried. And it all turned out fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fascinating. Yeah. So I hope that we can re-listen to this next year and, yeah. and look back on ourselves and think, oh, my God, we were so amateur. I know.
1: <laughs> but also just, like, what a blessing to not know how it's going to turn out and yeah. knowing everything's perfect. It's pretty regardless. exciting. So, yeah. Can't wait to check back in and see what well. happens cheers to 2019. Yeah. And thank you so much for such a beautiful year and being such an amazing friend, support coach, business buddy, like everything in between. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's been a fucking awesome year together. It has. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.